at Mom Life presented by Kids Dentistry, welcoming new smiles at Kids Dentistry. With safety as their top priority and easy online scheduling for new patients, Kids Dentistry is where healthy smiles grow. Visit kidsdentistry.com. That's dentistry spelled D-E-N-T-I-S-T-R-E-E. Welcome to That Mom Life. I'm Sarah Jordan, and I'm so excited today because I'm joined by somebody that I have known for a very long time. This is Sydney Oliver. Now, Sydney, you and I did go to the same high school. I want to say maybe you were about two years below me. Your brother, I think, was right above me, but you're one of those people that I have tracked on social media. You and I have gone back and forth. We've run into each other at different work events, clearly because we grew up in the same area. We have a lot of the same friends, and I'm so so glad you finally got to join me. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, now, Sydney, I, I want to go ahead and start off by saying that you're a mom of four. So automatically, I was, and you make motherhood look easy, which I know motherhood <laughs> is not easy, but you are one of those people that it, it's like what you were meant to be in so many ways. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm glad it appears that way. <laughs> 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 perceptions on the internet are quite amazing actually so yes. what is your current profession sydney i am uh the director of campus operations for a small university in kentucky um what, i what, yep go ahead no you're totally fine and how long have you been there i've only been there for a year i started right after the pandemic hit in april um so that was an interesting interesting transition. <laughs> well, starting a new job when you couldn't even really be there, right? Um, well, our campus, it's, it's a startup campus. So, um, I was there, but nobody else was there. So I didn't get to meet, I have still not met many employees yet because we haven't opened. We open in late, um, August and July. So. It's it, so it's so different for me because I've worked with the same people for 14 years. So we just switched to only having to see each other. So I can't imagine only knowing my coworkers virtually in a lot of ways. Yes. I think the hardest part about it was uh, not getting to say goodbye to my previous coworkers because they weren't oh. there. And it was a really emotional day. Um, I used to work at the Home of Innocence in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I loved my staff and uh, I bawled. I walked two steps in the door my last day and bawled my eyes out. So honestly, I kind of want to cry with you because I know a lot of the people over there and it's amazing. And I, I was upset for my kids not being like my one daughter, she finished preschool and she never got to say goodbye to her preschool friends because she started yes. a kindergarten in the fall. And I cried for her over that. And I can't imagine doing that with my coworkers. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, they were family. They're still family. Um, my uh, husband proposed to me there. I had two babies there. Um, it almost makes me emotional. I'm not a crier either, but it makes me emotional just thinking about that now. So <laughs> it's <Thanks, Sarah. laughs> so sorry. I don't even know why that immediately just went there. Um, yes. But I have like kind of like those goosebumps where I kind of want to cry for you. I mean, I here's the thing. I think in the last year, we've all been so forced to just keep moving because it's the only thing we could do is to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And every day brought some new challenge. And so in yes. so many ways, I don't think we've actually gotten to kind of like feel those feelings. So sometimes right. it's like, I think when we think back on those feelings is when they hit us sometimes even harder because in the moment you had to just keep moving and working and being a mom or helping your kids. And it's like, we almost didn't have time to sit there and get emotional about it. Yes. I think a lot of this too is, um, I've just been thinking about this lately. Like things are starting to speed back up, you know, things slow down, but every day, um, was a different challenge, whether it was childcare because daycares were closing down and, uh, you know, limited capacity, you know, every other day with school, I have two kids in school right now. 
And uh, are they going to go virtual? Are they going to stay home? And who's going to watch them and help them? You know, it's every day was a different challenge and a different trying to figure out how the day was going to work. So, you know, when I look back at the last year, I, I am constantly amazed at what everyone was actually capable of doing in the moment. I know people like to say the saying, like, we can do hard things. And I know so many different days with different family members, friends, it was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And yet we got through another day, got through another day, got through another day. And so it's just what we actually had to go through and adjust to in such a short period of time. And so instantaneously is truly remarkable to me, whether it's kids, adults, jobs, schools, daycares, you name it. I mean, it's just, whoa. Right. And mothers at that. I mean, mothers, I I think. Mothers, I mean, I don't know if we, I think I'm amazed about what all the mothers were doing and dads out there too, you know, they're helpful <laughs> for sure. But, you know, we're, I feel like a lot of times the mothers are the ones that sacrifice um, to be there to make sure that things are, you know, done and taken care of and the kids are all right. Everybody's got to be fine. Right. So. How, how old is your youngest now? Uh, she's only, she's one and a half. <laughs> Wait, we have um, kids the same age. Uh, yeah, your daughter, your daughter and my daughter, I believe. Um, yeah, my daughter was born in the end of 2019. Yeah, so she's July, July 2019. Yes. Okay, so they're like three months apart. Okay, so you and I were both dealing with very tiny babies during the when the yes. pandemic first started. Yeah, so nice you're right. The mother ro- you get to spend time with them. <laughs> hundred percent. But then you're like working from home while like nursing a baby and then stopping to put them down for naps. So, I mean, you go back to the mom role. I mean, there were times I was like leading meetings while breastfeeding my baby for a nap. I mean, (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, and then on top of it, I don't know how your daughter is, but she's like, I call her a COVID baby, which is, I mean, she's not truly, I didn't have her like or conceive her during COVID, but I call her COVID baby because she literally just stayed home with us and she doesn't know people where my kids, all my other ones, they knew people. They weren't scared of people. She is a, she's just a homebody now. She does not like people. That's it. I say the exact same thing. I do call her a COVID baby because we had her in November. So, I mean, everything shut down in the beginning of March. So, I mean, yep. I came right back home after being back at work barely a month. So, I mean, she is super clingy to us. Yes. And I remember when I've been trying to take her out a few more places mo- recently, just because so she wouldn't be scared of like something as simple as going to Target. Or yes. because anytime we would go to checkups at the doctor's office, she would scream at the doctors and they were like, this is the COVID babies. They're not used yes. to being places. So it's been amazing. Cause I mean, you and I are both working moms. So it's been so wonderful to like see her grow every single day and be here with her for every meal, every nap time, every bedtime. But in the same time, I've also seen the effects of like why she was clingier to me and like a worse sleeper because she was so clingy to me and like just different, like the other side of the coin from being home. It's just been so different. And that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong because the other ones didn't act like that. But then you have to think of the circumstances and the times. So yes. And then I don't know about you too, but I feel like I have noticed some changes in my older kids that I didn't realize at first as the way that them being in lockdown affected them. And just certain anxieties about things or being scared of certain things. And then now it's like, I do know, and I know I've seen so many articles about this, like the mental health part of it, even down to kids. But I think how scary it is for kids that all of a sudden, like you can't go to school, you can't be around your friends, you have to stay at home and you need to be scared of strangers, which you should always be timid of strangers, (laughs) clearly. But I mean, even more so like afraid to leave your house. And that's clearly not the case. So I feel like there's a just, there's still a lot of work to go 
in that department. Yes. And I can imagine them talking about this in like, you know, 30 to 50 years and how this was all normal at one point in time. But back on to my daughter, like she and her thinking that wearing mask out is normal. She we got her a baby mask or not a baby mask because that's but, you know, her size mask, I guess. And she put it on and didn't think twice about it. She, You know how most kids tear things off and she just thinks it's normal. (laughs) And it's so scary that she thinks that's normal. So. You know, my daughter recently, she like wanted to put one on, we put it on her and she thought it was amazing and hilarious and right. ran around the house in it. And I was like, well, this is weird. So right. it is weird. I, you're right. So. She, she doesn't even look at me like I'm weird when I get her out of the car seat and I'm wearing a mask because we're going into the store. So I totally understand. What when kids, like your older kids, if a doctor put on a mask, they, it's like automatically they scream because that's weird. And like what's about that, to happen. Happened. Yes. Yeah. You know, my daughter has no fear. So. No, absolutely not. Okay. So we need to get how we got to your daughter first. So let's back up just a little bit. So you and I did grow up in Southern Indiana together. And I know one of the things I always remember about you in high school, I knew that you were like an athlete breaking records and back to you again, you were one of those like happy people. Um, And I say that just because there are some people that like, you can just walk past them in the hallway and barely know them. And there's a smile on their face. And that was always you, even when you were younger and you have one older brother. Yes, one older brother. And I also remember he was your famous. <laughs> so what do you mean he was famous? Oh no. Um. So Tyler. Um. I always say Tyler is God in human form or Jesus because he's perfect. Um. You know the older one's supposed to be the one that messes up, and uh, pays the pathway for the younger one. Well, Tyler did everything perfectly. Um. He was prom king and queen with uh actually his now wife. Um. He married his high school sweetheart. Um, he broke records and was a football god. Um, Love my brother, but he was really hard to follow because uh, he was so perfect and still is. I mean, he runs, he was an Iron Man, just he does Iron Man's now. Um, he's just perfect. It's, it's annoying, but you know, I, I, I own it. We always, you know, it's the Golson way. So, yep. So, do you find it, was it hard to be in his shadow? It was hard and it it was hard in some senses. I was a uh, little Golston, Tyler's little sister, uh, but I me and Tyler kind of have opposite personalities in the sense of I am more outgoing. Tyler's a little bit more reserved, I'm sure you remember. Yeah. Um he's shy, but not so much shy that he isn't like really successful. Um he's still a go-getter. I think we have that in common. But um <laughs> I remember him being the football star. Yes. And I remember the prom king and queen because I'd also with his now wife, uh, she went to my grade school too. So like I knew of her and she was in my sister's grade. So I knew of her for a very long time, but you took a different path as an athlete where you were a track runner, right? Yes. Yes. I ran track. And not um, just I- ran track casually. I know you broke records. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I ran the 300 hurdles in high school. And, uh, I think I had a total of three high school records, uh, when I, when I left there four by eight, four by four by one and the 300 hurdles. And, uh, just recently, I think someone just broke my 300 hurdle record, which is amazing. I really wish I would have been able to see that. I miss uh track a lot. A lot. So d- were your parents athletic? Yeah. Um, my 
mom actually she was a big distance runner she wanted me and Tyler to do distance all the time and that was not in our cards <laughs> which is funny because Tyler were now faster. does distance <laughs> yes 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 but yes and my mom uh she ran for the air force and she almost went to she was in the olympic trials which is <gasps> you know like pre-olympics yes and she missed uh she missed like the cutoff by like a minute she did like a 26 miles so 26 miles and then a minute you know that's not like a lot in 26 miles time so she, good was, Lord. she was fast she was fast long distance person yeah she was really good she ran a lot of races like the local ones and things and was always the first female when she was younger so she went to floyd central too did she really yeah so we were two generations yeah two generations well i was gonna yeah. say i mean it, it sounds like your parents definitely had like a higher standard then if you're talking yes. like you you both were the way that you were and i mean i don't i don't believe you were a troublesome person ever but to no. your point if tyler was perfect if you weren't yes. anything but perfect you felt like you maybe you didn't achieve what he did uh you know we're him and i are just so different no, I mean, I'd never want to embarrass my brother because, you know, he was older and he would scold me. Uh, <laughs> not that, I mean, he was a great big brother. But yeah, no, it, it was just, again, two different paths. Tyler Tyler was more reserved and I'm more like, hi, I'm Sydney. And uh, he, him, his success again was different because he was in football. Right. But right. Everyone knew I was a Golston, so you have to be fast. And I remember my junior year, particularly in track, I was not doing too too well in it, you know. And uh, I cried a lot at track because I wasn't, um, I don't feel like I was doing as good as I should have been, you know. And uh, I don't know if it was because of, you know, I don't know if you know this, but like females, girls, when they grow, when they grow up, um, they sometimes they'll be faster when they're younger, but when their hips widen, um, it slows them down. I didn't know that. Um, so you'll have like really good uh, junior high kids that um, I remember a couple girls that were really fast in junior high, but then they kind of grew up and their hips widen and their time slowed down and it, it was just what it was. So I felt like, oh no, my times are slowing down. I'm going to be slow. And, you know, and it was, it was a lot to, you know, kind of to be a Golston. <laughs> You're fast. you got to be a Golston. So. So you didn't have just your brother. You even had your mom there, like a Golston legacy of like, you're fast, you're quick, you can do this. We broke records, you break a record, but you did. So, I mean, clearly yeah. you overcame. So after high school, where did your path take you? Uh, I went to college. I did get a scholarship to run track at Murray State. Um, and I, I wasn't actually going to run track because of the pressure in college. But um, I remember one time... Aaron McAndrews was, um, he went to Floyd Central too. Yes. He was our coach. He was our sprint coach. And he told me to lock up the track after I was done, wanted me to cool down. And I was just like, okay. And uh, I was cooling down and I just start again, I feel like I'm not a crier, but all these times I'm telling you I'm crying, <laughs> but I started <laughs> crying on my cool down lap. And, uh, I was like, I have to do this. I have to keep on doing this. I have to, I have to run, you know? And so I started looking at colleges for, um, track you know, to run track at and stuff. But um, yeah, so that that's how I end up going to college for track because, oh, well, you know, I have a degree in nutrition from Murray State um, as well. I didn't go just for track. So. So you, did you end up running all four years of college too? 
I did. I ran all four years in college. Um, I broke a record in college as well. <laughs> um, it was the distance medley relay, um, indoor distance medley relay. So I don't know if that's still there. But yeah, I ended up breaking a record in college. We came in first place in the um, indoor OVC. So look at you go. So I mean, again, this is clearly something that well, it literally was in your genes, because even your mom did this too. Yes. But I mean, you ca- I don't talk to many people who carry through their athletics through their entire college career sometimes, because I know it's so much pressure because you have to do how much schoolwork, maintain your grades, and then fit in all of these practices and um, priorities and traveling and all of these things. And I mean, but I do think it's so important to see the effects of that in like an adult later, because from a young age, you had to balance so many things at once. So I it was, it was, it prepares you for, you know, life. And I, I am grateful for that. I think everybody that can be in some kind of, um, not just sports, but extracurricular band, you know, something that keeps anything. you, yes, anything. I think it is really important, but, you know, I really credit a lot of my preparedness for, um, college to, uh, the school we both went to. I think oh, yeah. with central New Albany, Floyd County schools. I, I think it prepared me for college. And I tell everybody that, um, we actually live in Jeff, Versonville, Indiana. And uh, <laughs> one of my things was that I told, we can move to Jeff, but our kids have to go to New Omni Floyd County. And that was, there was, there's, that's an absolute for me. So. Now, when did you meet your husband? Cause you guys have been together now 14 years yeah. and I know your age. So you met him a long time ago. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. It's okay. I'm older than me, right? <laughs> Listen, I am older than you. I'm just saying you guys have been together yes. a long time, so he's been with you during your journeys. Yes, um, we grew up as kids. I feel like, um, you know, so I actually met my husband. Didn't know he was going to be my husband, obviously, but at a track meet in high school with his then girlfriend. Hilarious. Um, but I didn't, you know, I knew her. I didn't know him, and. Um, I went up and said hi to her and she was like, oh, this is Jamie, my boyfriend. And of course I thought he was cute then, but I wasn't even thinking about him at all. Um, and I think I met him, I think I was a senior or a junior at that point. And he did not talk to me. He was mad about his event. He did bad. But um, then I met him uh, a few years later after high school. And I was, I guess I was home for the summer in, um, my, after my freshman year. I met him at O'Malley's. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when it was like 18 and under night. Yes, which I think was like Sunday nights or something like that. I don't remember. For a little bit horrible. of history, this was a place that was like a big, big, big club back in the day that no longer exists. That obviously was bars on other nights, but always had an 18 and under night. And I know way too many people that <laughs> used to go there yes. on Sunday nights. <laughs> yes. So I met him there and, um, I'm, I'm, I don't claim to be shy, but I do claim to be shy somewhat. Cause I don't dance. I know that's weird. I've danced, you know, like privately, but not publicly. I don't dance either. And it's fine. Yes. I was sitting down and he thought that was so odd that a pretty girl like me was sitting down and, uh, he came to talk to me and I never give my number out. Like I'm not that girl that gives my number out. And, uh, I gave my number to him and then the rest is history. So we were like 18, 19 years old. I love that. What a fun way to meet someone. And then, so you guys have really gotten a chance to then grow up together. Yes. Yes. We've really grown up together. Now you guys have been together 14. Yes. 
when did you guys first have your first son together? Um, we had in two th- so, <laughs> um, 2011 was uh, our oldest, and uh, we so after that it's all the odd years. So sometimes I forget my kids' birthdays. Whenever people like the you know pharmacists ask you, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Let me I know. <laughs> <laughs> so when there's four of them, guys, you know sometimes, and then you have to remember your husbands too, you know. But uh, so we have 2011, 2013, 2015, and then uh, we have our baby girl in 2019. Okay. So stop right there for a second. Are your kids in New Albany Floyd County Schools? They are. Okay. Then our three of our children will be in the same classes together. That's funny. Because I also have a 2013, a 2015, and a 2019. Yes. That's so crazy. you and I are going to get to hang out all another 12 years of school together, <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yes. which is a bizarre part about being like ending up staying in the same area you grew up in because all of a sudden the same people you knew for 12 years at the front end of oh, your yeah. life, you're going to be back in with them for at least another 12 years, depending on how many kids you have in the same classes, which I know a lot of me and my friends that have three and four children. So there is a lot of us. So I love this. So you and I have been basically pregnant and nursing together for the last decade oh, yeah. of our lives. Oh yeah. And that, yeah. I'm happy to be officially done with that, but yeah. Me too. Oh my gosh. I just recently quit breastfeeding end of February oh. and yes. life-changing. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's life-changing because your body is back to being just your body. So right. And as much as I love it, and it's one of the things I'm most proud of, obviously, other than growing the child themselves, clearly, but like, it is such a labor of love to keep it up for that long. I am just thankful that my body, A, was able to do that, but also B, that now I am done doing that. <laughs> yes. I, because I, one of my first jobs, actually, I was a nutritionist for uh, the WIC office, and I also was a lactation consultant. So um, that was, you know... It's, it's, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Everything is, I mean, it is, but it's a labor of love sometimes. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I, I know you are too. I've seen you publicly post and I think you and I've talked about this. Like anybody, if they need help, I'm like, text me. Like we know people, like if you have a question, like if that means that if you wanted to, this to be your goal, I will try to help you in any way that I can. I am not certified in any way necessarily at all. I just have three kids and I've done it three different times. Um, Cause it is hard and each kid is different and your body is different each time. Yeah. And I'm very much a big, like a progress. I'm pro whatever the mom wants to do. People come to me, you know, and they want to, but you know, don't, I just don't overstress it. Like the most important, a fed baby, I think is the best baby. That's how I personally believe. So yes. Yes. I totally agree with you. So you have now three sons. What was yes. it? And a daughter. Like I know we're at a total of four, but prior to your daughter being born, a life of boys. What is your house? What was your household like? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know how um, you go to a restaurant and you see the daughter and the mom and the parents or whatever, and they're just sitting there eating their food peacefully. And I just, I usually stare at that, and I used to stare at that like an envy while my boys were running around the restaurant like banshees and just, you know, yelling at them to sit down and please, please just sit down. And, um, you know, it was a lot of yelling and a, a wrestling, which, you know, is boy stuff. I mean, my, my daughter does do that because she sees all the boys, but um, just, you know, just letting them run around and be, be them. So 
I mean, it is, I can't imagine that being three sons because I have a, done, a, a son and two daughters. So, he, and he is the oldest. So he is very much, he has a different role. He has the, uh, he's the calmer one in the sense of, yes, he will wrestle and play with them. But like, if one of them is, screaming because he's not playing Barbies the right way. He tries to calm them down. Like he is the little peacekeeper amongst them. The one trying to help them. The one trying, he takes the big, he tries to be the big brother all the time. Like he makes the better decisions. Like he is, he's a very, very good boy. And I, I'm like, is it because you're my only son or is it because you're the oldest? I think it's a little bit of both, but either way, I always tell him, I'm like, you are the best big sister. I also remind him he doesn't have to give in to the younger ones all the time. They can be wrong too. (laughs) Right. Right. But he just wants everyone to be happy. He's like, fine, I'll just do it. If she stops screaming, I'll just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my son, my sons are like that about their sister. They are. They they are. Yes. They are about that. They all, all about her and her not screaming. So, um, we're going through that phase right now. Like oh I God. let her scream and they're like, mommy, are you going to get her? Are like questioning my mother, you know, my motherhood over here. I'm like, guys, I did it with you all. I let you all scream sometimes. Chill. I got this. And they're like, ah, let me just do it. I'm just like, she's not going to learn. She's going to continue to scream if you let her do that. So we're learning how to uh, co-parent, I guess, with the kids. You know what? My, <laughs> my, my middle daughter would get so mad at me. If I was trying to let her like cry it out a little bit, she would look at me and be like, mom, are you going to go get her mom? You know, the baby's crying, right? (laughs) Mom, you need to go do something. You can't just leave her there. I don't like that. And I would do the same thing. I'd be like, um, I'm the mom. I got this. Right. Don't you? I literally did the same speech with them, but I don't know. You're still alive. Aren't you? (laughs) That conversation. How did you deal with like the baby waking up and screaming at night? Did she wake up the other boys or are they just used to it and can sleep through anything? No, (laughs) no, they're used to chaos. I have like, I let everybody come to my house. Um, you know, after having, after two kids and I'm sure you might, you know, this transition of like, I think three was the hardest transition from two to three, not two, not three to four, but two to three. Um, I feel like a whole year had to go by before I was like, okay, I got the hang of this. And after you have three kids, it's like, okay, you, you know, you want the kids to come to my house. That's fine. You know, what's, what's two more, what's one more at that point. Um, because you learn how to juggle better when you have three, because now you don't have that extra hand or, you know, you, you, you have two hands to grab two kids, but you don't have that third hand. I mean, of course, when my husband works a lot, he works at Ford Motor Company, so he has weird schedules. So sometimes it's just me and the kids. So it is a really hard transition. And do you think it was harder between two to three versus three to four? Just because yes. it was, I always say it's the man to man defense versus the zone defense. And the yes. zone is much harder when it comes to kids. And then you feel guilty because you can't, you have like, for instance, clearly the baby is going to need the most attention, but you don't want to not give attention. I definitely do think two to three was harder than I thought it would be. I agree. It was, it was, I tell people that all the time. It was, it was a whole year before I was like, okay, I think I got bath times down. (laughs) You two take a bath here, you know, at this time, which gives me plenty of time to do, you know, it was, it was a hard transition for sure. I think you're right. Uh, 18 months old now. So now I feel like I've gotten the hang of it. It was different because I didn't have to juggle quite as much running around in errands in the first year of the of her life because we were home. So that right. did make that transition a little bit easier. But I also think sometimes switching from one to two, when you've got one kid 
it's all your attention is one place. Sleep when they sleep, nap when they nap, play when they play, all of these things. Nap while you're pregnant. All that goes way out the window (laughs) when you already have a kid. And you still got to keep up with everything else. So I, it is being a mom is a hundred percent a juggling act. And I have, I luckily I do come from a very big family. So I am used to chaos in general and used to people always being in the house. And I'm like you, I'm like, just come over here. I can handle more people being here because I always have a lot of people here. I mean, heck eight people live in my house every single day and that's the normal number. So And I, at some points in my life, it's been up to 12. So I'm used to that. Silence to me means more of something is wrong. So yes. <laughs> I mean, because that's always like, I'm like, somebody's into something. Something I've also noticed about you, you all, you love to cook. You and your husband both do. Yes, we do. Um, he's more of a grill master. I feel like we call him the grill master. Um, so, you know, I, but yes, I've always loved to cook. I call myself a foodie. I love to go out to eat as well. You know, all the restaurants. Of course. Um, yes, but I, I do like to cook and um, make tasty things for sure. I like to uh, also prep cook sometimes. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm terrible at that. I I love the idea of it, but then the actual doing it overwhelms me. So I'm like, I'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> now. Well, I- You and your husband, you have now four kids together, but I know your journey to actually saying I do got to take a very fun turn because you guys won a wedding. Yes. So, um, we, so we lived, we lived in, um, Greenville, Indiana. Um, my mom has a house there and we were living there and, uh, it was kind of cramped. It had, it had three bedrooms and, um, we were engaged at this point and you know we we wanted to have a wedding in about a year um but it got to the point where I just felt like we were so cramped with the three boys and craziness that I was like I can't we need a house and so instead of um having the wedding that year we decided to forego that and um purchase a house and we purchased a house in Jeffersonville. So we kind of put like the money that we were saving for the wedding towards the house. And we thought it was the best decision for our family, um, you know, have something of our own and more space. Uh, we also have a great Dane, by the way. So yeah, oh more space. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a great decision. We, I mean, we were so proud of ourselves. First time homeowners. Um, but then um, there was this competition in um, New Albany uh, Laurel, uh, Lori, I'm sorry, her name's Lori, but she owned, um, Laurel Reese Bridal in downtown New Albany at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was giving away a wedding for Harvest Homecoming. It was Harvest Homecoming's 50th anniversary. So she wanted to do something big for the community. And she got a whole bunch of vendors together, Sweet Stuff Bakery, uh, Spin Around Sound, Stumblers Catering. And she was going to give away this wedding. Um, and you had to write an entry and it was for en- already engaged couples. And uh, you had to write an entry. Well, uh, my husband saw it and he was like, I'm going to, we're going to write this. And so he kind of took the forefront of it and he wrote our entry. I, you know, edited and added a couple things, but um, he wrote an entry and they selected us. And so we actually won a wedding and our original date to get married was going to be October 21st. So I had already, that was the first thing I did was book our honeymoon. I booked our honeymoon October 22nd and we had, so we were going to go on this trip. It was just going to be a trip. 
well, when we won the wedding, the, the, we found out we won two weeks before we won. So that was a hectic and the wedding's date was October 14th. So our honeymoon, our vacation, our original honeymoon that turned vacation turned back into a honeymoon, which was just so perfect. And I always wanted to get married in October. So everything just like perfectly fell into place for us and we got married. So. How fun. I remember you starting to post that, but then I also know the Harvest Homecoming people and then I saw them post you and I was like, oh my God, I know her. And I was so yeah. excited for you because I mean, that's not something that people can say that they've won. People, most people say, I never win anything. I've never won anything. But to win a wedding, I mean, first yes. of all, the financial stress, whew, that's a, right. that feels a lot better. Um, it does. But how much fun. I love that. You know, it's so funny. I always, since I was little, told everybody I was going to win the lottery. You know, I don't know why. I just had this feeling. I was, I'm, and I always feel like a lucky person. I feel very blessed and lucky. My life does turn out pretty good for myself, I feel like. And I'm like, this is it. I won the lottery. This is my lottery I was going to win because, you know, you don't have to pay for a wedding. She, I mean, provided the dress. I mean, everything, his tux, the food, the photography, everything was uh. absolutely perfect and provided, so again, that never happens. And, but what a relief. I know by the time yes. I actually got to my wedding day, by the time all the money was spent and all the planning and all the stress, I was like, can I just get to the honeymoon? I was like, I used to live <laughs> off, uh, right there in Jeffersonville and we'd pass the courthouse every day. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go. We <laughs> should be able to get some deposits back. Let's just go. We'll get it done. We'll yes. go on the vacation. We'll throw a big party later with some of the money. I mean, it was, it's a lot. So I can totally see the, uh, getting rid of that type of stress would be amazing and it, it happened all so fast you didn't have to have like this prolonged year-long stress of planning it was just get all this done really fast okay cool i'm just stressed for a couple weeks that's fine yes it's a, yes it's a it lot was stressful it was for, and for him it was funny because he was like well i guess god's got me cornered now because you know there's no back i won the wedding you know not that he wasn't trying to get married it was just funny because he was like oh i'm pinned down now i have to marry her we're getting a free wedding but that's um, hilarious it was just funny yeah so joke. you guys have uh, three kiddos, four kiddos. You have three boys. Four, four. And since we now have do two do or we each have a daughter, you now have four. So was it your goal to try to have a daughter the fourth time? <laughs> it was my goal to have a daughter every single pregnancy. <laughs> 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 I really wanted a daughter. I thought my oldest, I thought every single one was a girl. Let me tell you that. And, um, so the first I thought was a girl, the second one I thought was a girl. And we found out each time, except for the last baby that we were having a girl or that we were having whatever we were having. Um, but my third son, I had C-section. So my third C-section, they were kind of like, Oh, you really shouldn't have a baby, but if you do, it should be your last. And I was, I thought I was done after my, my last son actually, because, um, you know, we just, we just, three's enough, you know, but, um, we start talking about it and it was really, really, um, it was heavy on my mind and I kept on getting, I had dreams about my daughter. I had, and I was like, why am I having dreams about this girl that I don't have? And I asked him, I was like, do you want to try for a girl? And he said, if you want to try, I want to try. And, um, I remember being in dress and dwell and, um, buying something from there in downtown New Albany. And there was this little baby bracelet. <clears throat> and had a little S carved in it. And I always knew that if I had my next child anyways, was going to be named Sydney boy or girl, but it just made me have a sign. Like, yes, it was like literally the day after I dreamed about my girl and asking Jamie about it and me thinking about it. And it had this little baby bracelet and it had a little S carved in it. And I bought it not knowing if I was going to have a girl or even a baby at that point. 
And um, anyway, so we we started trying and I did my research on this because it was really important that I had a girl. However, I did not want to find out if I was having a girl or boy, because, you know, when you have three sons and you're pregnant, people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, um, are you having a girl or boy? And I didn't want to say a boy like that and be disappointed about a beautiful baby's life being here, you know. Um, so I actually didn't find out whether or not I was going to have this girl. But um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so after all the times of finding out, you decided this time I'm not doing that. I, I don't blame you because I agree with you. You don't want to make it sound like you're disappointed in any way when you, when you're making a life form, which is a miracle in itself. Yes. Yes. So it was really important to me not to find out. It was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom hated it. She was like, I need to know what to buy. I'm like, you're going to buy a whole bunch of stuff anyway. So I don't know why you need to know now. And uh, so we did wait. But anyways, I did my research and, um, you know, I, I, I found out, I feel like I have the formula for a girl. I feel like I know if I wanted to make another girl, I think I could. I really, really, because everyone told me it's going to be a boy. I'm like, no, I did stuff, you know. So, so, sure and you and I talked about this and I was like, well, I think we could talk about this in a medical way. If you think you have right. the magic formula to possibly making a girl, what do you think it comes yeah. down to? I think it comes down to timing in your cycle. Um, I, I believe that um, seven days after the last day of your period, that if um, on th that day you should, you know, connect. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would make a girl. Also, um, if I, be I believe that, uh, so like, you know, we had talked about it, as you said, I'm trying to like be PG here, but there are uh, girl helpers and boy helpers. And I feel like uh, the boy helpers are fast, right? And they tend to, according to science, die out faster whenever, you know, they get released. But the girls are, you know, healthy or bigger and they live longer. So I believe that if it's later or earlier in your cycle and uh, you connect that that girl helper will get to uh, the egg fast or the, get to the egg where the boys were already be gone and not, you know, don't, they don't make it. So that's and, and I have actually had multiple people tell me this before. So I do think there's definitely some method behind this. And then on the flip side, doing the opposite of that, if you're trying for a boy, yeah. um, I laughed because the one time, um, uh, I'm trying to think if I was pregnant with my son or I think it was at my baby shower, my uncle, who I had never had this kind of conversation with, we were literally at the nursing home visiting my grandma and he made a, he has three sons. And he was like, Hey, do you want to know how to like make a boy? And I didn't get it at the time. Cause I was like, what does he mean? What's he about to tell me? And he went right. into this long story, similar to what you're telling me. He's like, that's what you need to do. And I have three sons. So I know what I'm talking about. And I was like, Okay. Cause we were right. the, my husband is an only child. So, and, um, if we didn't have a son, essentially that generational name would die out. So yeah, we yeah. Like felt a lot of pressure at first. And luckily we had our son first, but had a lot of pressure to make a boy. And so my uncle told me that, and my husband got so uncomfortable. He's like, your uncle just stopped you in the nursing home to talk to you about that. And I was like, uh-huh, it's fine. It's, it's, right. it's for science. It's fine. It's for um, science. Yeah. It's for and, science. You know, and one other thing that, and we did, and just one other, like, I feel like ingredient that happened, but um, my husband had just taken a physical and his testosterone for whatever reason was low. 
and it flipped. They said that that flipped our chances uh, from 50, you know, 51% to like, or from 49 to 51% to having a girl. So it does have to deal with the male's testosterone as well. That makes sense. The, higher the testosterone, the more uh, boy helpers they make. Oh, look at all this. See, there is a method to the madness, the connecting. I love that. Sydney, yeah. you are such a pleasant person. And I'm so glad that you and I can continue to be friends through social media, support other moms. And now we're going to have not one, not two, but all three of our kids in the same classes growing up for the next, well, more than 12 years, because one kid is 12 years. Sydney, what I'm trying to say is you and I are going to be connected for the next like 20. So welcome to it. We're going to be friends okay. now. <laughs> we were friends before but now we're going to be friends until we're much older and that is okay too because like i said you've always been that little ray of sunshine and i've always known you smiling down the hallways the streets running into each other social media you name it so sydney thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having me